3: Radio studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, the Armstrong and Getty Show.
4: We have a healthy labor market to bring down inflation, and because almost everybody who wants a job has a job, growth has to slow. Just when you say leaders- growth has, when growth has to slow, that means hiring. We are at or beyond full employment. And so it is not necessary for the economy to grow as rapidly as it has
3: been growing to put people back to work.
0: How do we not have her F-bomb? That was the exciting part. Janet Yellen, 80-year-old woman, Secretary of the Treasury, drops an F-bomb on 60 Minutes last night. These are effing people, she said, of
3: the people that are out of work or in work. Or hurting. Hurting or whatever. The downtrodden insurance. Anyway, yes. she dropped an F-bomb. Well, she thinks the growth is too high because she stopped growing at age 10. Woman's a Lilliputian. She's tiny. (laughs) Anywho, she didn't have much to say there, really. That was. Oh, God. It was a giant triple nothing burger with nothing sauce. There
0: was one reason they did that piece on 60 Minutes last night so they could get to the she's the first woman secretary of the treasury, and the money now has a woman's name on it. Bingo. That was the only reason for that piece. And yay. Um, so, uh, change of subject opinion piece from the Wall Street Journal by someone named Barton Swain. White.
3: Oh, and I'm sorry, next segment. Mr. Seal, who became Mrs. Seal, is back to Mr. Seal, and he's got strong stuff to say. Stay with us.
0: Mrs. Seal, Mr. Seal? Yes. Okay. Why the smart party never learns. I'm going to pick the uh, part of this article that I thought was the most interesting, and I'm, uh, I, I hope s- some people who don't lean right read this in a Wall Street Journal, so they'll know what it's like to be us. The most obvious change in American politics this century is the sorting of voters along educational lines. The Democrats are increasingly the party of educated urban elites. The GOP belongs to the white working class. The dispute is over suburban and minority voters, etc., etc. gets into bubbles and all that sort of thing. Um, and uh, we all know how that works. But this is what I really enjoyed. If you're on the right... You simply can't isolate yourself from the habits and attitudes of left liberal progressivism in a bubble the way people on the left can. They're everywhere. The most in- determined imbiber of right-wing opinion still watches television and movies and reads the mainstream pe- press. The left liberal outlook is expressed everywhere in these media, and generally it isn't expressed as a viewpoint, but established fact. Yeah. The conservative voter who follows nothing but right-wing on accounts on social media still sees CNN as a captive audience at airports. He advises his college-aged children as they negotiate campus environments in which they're expected to state their pronouns and declare themselves allies of the LGBTQ2SAI plus community. However scornful of left-wing opinion he may be, his employer still subjects him to diversity training. He attends a concert by the local symphony orchestra and has to listen to a four-minute lecture about systemic racism or climate change before the music starts. He can't watch a pro football game without enduring little pronouncements of wokeness. The right winger may get 100% of his news from Republican-leaning news sites, but still has to be vigilant as his five-year-old browses the children's section of the local public library. Amen to that. There is no bubble, no silo for that person the way there is on the left, where you can actually be insulated from that, the entire right-leaning world by doing all the things that were just mentioned there. Mm-hmm. That is that is a major difference.
3: Well, yeah, in the fact that he makes it clear in the article, it's a he, isn't it? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Uh, they let women write, too. Uh, the urban-dwelling knowledge class progressives experience few such dissonant moments. They're not subjected to anything that differs with left liberal progressivism no you, no pushback you lean left
0: you're never going to get some sort of training at work that really rubs you the wrong way you're never going to go to a concert or watch the oscars and hear a lecture that rubs you the wrong way and of and so i guess that's how you come to believe that well this is what everybody thinks I mean, it must be what everybody thinks. Sting just said it at the Grammys. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) Mm -hmm. there's never anybody up there saying, you know, I think Donald Trump had a lot of good ideas, which would represent like half the country. But nobody's ever going to say that
3: on television or at your school or at the symphony or whatever. And there was one more point that was made that I thought was really interesting and kind of subtle. They mentioned that since that left liberal outlook has, has triumphed in so many cultural institutions from, you know, sports and entertainment, obviously, K through 12, universities, media, etc., He says, but that's precisely what's robbed progressives, especially those in the political class and the media, of any ability to criticize themselves or doubt their own righteousness. They don't engage with serious arguments advanced by the other side. They live in a world in which it's possible to pass through a month without encountering much in the way of serious conservative opinion. When they do encounter a conservative view, it's pre-categorized as fringe or extreme by the calm, omniscient NPR voice that relates its count, its content. That was really one of
0: my favorite paragraphs I've read in a long time. I think it would be of a benefit to everyone uh including that half of the country on the left side of the spectrum if if you realize that that's the way it works. Because I I can, you know to be charitable I got to believe that even if you're like just a left of center um leaning person you could live your life without ever ever running into the other side's argument.
3: Unless you seek it out? Well, and especially if you're living in the bubble that was described, and the only conservative opinion you come across is, uh, well, first of all, as the the writer put it, uh, pre-categorized, pre-bunked as fringe or extreme. And then, as frequently happens, like on an NPR or whatever, they nutpick. So if you're going to have somebody explain to you Why Donald Trump was so popular in middle America, you'll pick some, you know, raving lunatic, not some reasonable person. Uh, I'm trying to remember, like Matt Taibbi, for instance, who explained how uh, working class white people for and and actually all sorts of uh, people of all sorts of colors for the longest time just got condescension from the left and false promises from uh, Republicans. And so when Trump came along, spoke to them in their own language, said, no, you're good people and this is a great country, had nothing to do with racism or any of that bull Well, people on the left, even the center left, are never going to hear that argument calmly stated. They'll just watch the nuts being paraded in front of them. CNN
0: on in the airport. Can you imagine how many complaints they'd get if Fox was on in the airport? Right. CNN's on in the airport. Don Lemon's. Or up until recently, CNN is better now than it was, you know, a year ago. But up until recently, you'd had Andrew Cuomo and Don Lemon and all these just out there, crazy whack job shows on there all the time. In the airport for everybody, because we you know, we, we have need to have something that's non controversial. Fox, right. that
3: would piss people off if you had Fox on there. So right. you no, can have Don Lemon, but not Sean Hannity.
0: Right. Those of us right leaning, just get used to that. That we that, you know, you're gonna see that crap in the airport and not Fox. You're gonna have to listen to the speech from your favorite music artist to applause when you go to a concert.
3: <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, I- unless you are really, really out there on the right, you're not bubbled at all. No, you're constantly running into the arguments that you oppose. And I think, you know, like uh, all opposition and, in, in, uh, you know, physically, that gives you muscles, makes you stronger. Whereas the, a lot of folks on the left, they have they don't have those muscles anymore because they never exercise. All they do is preemptively pronounce you're an extremist or a racist or a homophobe or Islamophobe or transphobe or phobe phobe or whatever. A phobe phobe. Yeah, bastard. Anyway so the uh navy seal so famous uh 10 years ago for being transgender and how brave and he was and sh- she i guess um depends at what point i guess we're talking about um is uh out with a surprising announcement yeah yeah how's this going to be dealt with if you haven't heard it stay tuned
1: at purdueglobal.edu
3: The Armstrong and Getty Show
0: The slide toward euthanasia at your request or not um uh, in canada is pretty interesting maybe we ought to take a look at that
3: yeah i've been reading about that too it's uh it's a great example of if human beings can abuse something they will
0: mm, yeah so stay tuned uh yeah. much to talk about
3: yeah we we're talking about uh how really it's folks in the left who live in a bubble They're never never exposed to so many opinions and thoughts and arguments of the conservative part of America. And frequently, they never hear the stories. The greatest bias in the media is not the way stories are reported. It's which stories are reported. For instance, I would guess 60% of America will never hear That retired Navy SEAL Chris Beck, who came out as trans nearly 10 years ago, became very famous for it, announced he is detransitioning and called on Americans to, quote, wake up about how transgender health services are hurting children. Again, this was a cause celeb. Sure. Chris Beck, formerly known as Kristen Beck, uh, said recently in an interview published uh, a couple of weeks ago, I guess, everything you see on CNN with my face, do not even believe a word of it. Everything that happened to me for the last 10 years destroyed my life. I destroyed my life. I'm not a victim. I did this to myself, but I had help. I take full responsibility. I went on CNN and everything else, and that's why I'm here right now. I'm trying to correct that. He gained notoriety in 2013 when he spoke with CNN's Anderson Cooper about transitioning to a woman. He now says, I was used. I was very naive. I was in a really bad way, and I got taken advantage of. I got propagandized. I got used badly by a lot of people who had knowledge way beyond me. They knew what they were doing. I didn't. Uh, He served in the U.S. Navy for 20 years, including on SEAL SEAL Team 6, deployed 13 times, received more than 50 medals and ribbons for his service. He said he's speaking out about transgenderism to protect children in the current political climate where there are gender clinics, as he says, all over America, quote, Uh, There are thousands of gender clinics being put up all over America. As soon as kids go in and say, I'm a tomboy, or this makes me feel comfortable, and then a psychologist says, oh, you're transgender, and then the next day you're on hormones, the same hormones they're using for medical castration for pedophiles. Now they're giving this to healthy 13-year-olds. Does this seem right? This is why I'm trying to tell America to wake up. Uh, he said when he began transitioning, it took just one hour-long meeting at the VA to be offered hormones. I walked into a psychologist's office, and in one day, I have a letter in my hand saying I was transgender. I was authorized for hormones. I was authorized all this other stuff. I had so much going wrong in my system when I started taking those. Some of that was paid for by the VA, and I'm sorry to the American people that I did it. Uh, he's been off hormones for about seven years now. Quote, This is a billion-dollar industry between psychologists, between surgeries, hormones, chemicals, follow-up treatments. There are thousands of gender clinics popping up all over our country, and each of those gender clinics is going to be pulling in probably over $50 million. I don't know about that, but um, the ease and speed with which a confused adolescent, and this guy was an adult... He's a Navy SEAL, and again, he, he blames nobody but himself, but he says, I had help. But the idea that a confused adolescent who's seduced by the craze or, or is uncomfortable with puberty or is a tomboy or is gay and is constantly fed the idea online that you should not accept who you are and the way you feel. You should change your body chemically or surgically. The key is not acceptance. The key is medical change for you. And literally one meeting with a psychologist, you get the letter, and then Vanderbilt University or any one of these centers is more than willing to go to work on you. It's horrific. Good for this guy speaking out.
0: So um, doing a mental health check, Kanye West has done. You probably don't know this, and it's probably good that you don't know this. Kanye West has done, like, 15 interviews in the last several days. Has he really? Oh, he just won't stop talking. And it's not airing anywhere at this point, which is probably good because, well, one, I don't know how many people are interested in two. It's just, you know, his crazy ramblings um uh but yeah he he was on a couple of different radio shows for hours <laughs> and uh he got he had he's inter- still hot for the Nazis oh yeah he got interviewed oh. outside his church yesterday somebody was waiting outside of the camera and he stood leaning up against his uh mercedes maybach and just rambled on about the Chinese and fentanyl and the Jews and uh how Hollywood killed his mom and all these various things says he's not bipolar says he's uh He thinks he's autistic, but whatever. Um, The only reason I even brought it up at all is uh, I uh, have a a friend who uh, at one point was in the business of identifying people who are a danger to themselves or others. And said that Kanye absolutely would have been on his list because of his life, the way he's acting, the things he's saying, and then the life stressors he's got of a divorce, you know, a contentious divorce, big financial problems, that sort of stuff. It all fits together as somebody who's a danger to themselves or or others. Wow. Um, And listening to him ramble, he is just,
3: I don't know how that's going to end. I have no idea how that's going to end. Well, yeah, if you're watching somebody commit what amounts to financial suicide, I mean, that says something, doesn't it? I mean if if you come out and say uh, well there are a 100 different things you can say but starting to go like hardcore pro nazi as a public figure well I don't know one thing I do find kind of
0: interesting is I've mentioned I've done a, a big thing on uh, becoming aware of Kanye's music which I'd never become aware of before and uh he was trying to get a music deal back in the day he was one of the biggest producers in America, and he produced Jay Z and all these different albums, and won Grammys, and it was a big deal. But he wanted to be, he wanted to go solo, and nobody was interested in him because he wasn't part of the whole gangsta rap thing, which was so popular back in the early two thousands. And he wasn't that at all. His first album, The College Dropout, which turned him into a the mega superstar and set him on the path that he's on to becoming a billionaire, was all about. I mean, it's all about getting worthless degrees so you get a job you hate. That's what it was about. So all the rap albums that have been about, you know, selling drugs and having a gat and shooting cops and all these different things, he wanted to rap about, why am I going to college? I don't have any interest in this subject, and all my friends are miserable working in a cubicle. And I just find that interesting. That's so much more relatable a topic for for most Americans than any of that other stuff that we never come within 100 miles of. More Dilbert than Dillinger. Yeah, d- Absolutely.
3: Absolutely. You know, that was really good, even as it made me sick. <laughs> I made myself sick. There's a line in one of his songs. I think he's working at the gap.
0: If my manager doesn't stop and s- if my manager insults me again, I am going to be assaulting him. <laughs> 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 but it's just about having do nothing jobs that you hate and having Ugh. to work for crappy bosses and why did I go to college? Which is something we can all relate to. Number one, no wonder it was a smash hit. Yes. Yes. I ain't never going to ride down the street in a benzo with a hoe and a hoe throwing dollar bills out the window, but I am going <laughs> to wonder if my boss is an a-hole.
3: <laughs> are you ever going to praise the, I don't know, Nazis? It would help me to know <laughs> that in advance. Yeah. Just for financial planning reasons.
0: That was pre him completely twisting off. Yeah. Uh, are we encouraging now the Ukrainians to attack Russia, among other things we can uh, talk about coming up?
3: Also, saving seats on Southwest Airlines. Which side of the debate are you on? (laughs) If you miss an hour, grab the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty.
1: at Global.edu.
3: The Armstrong and Getty show The Kirsten Cinema defection isn't exactly the way it was portrayed we'll uh, have some information on that, you might find interesting. From
0: uh, men to women or from Democrat to independent?
3: <laughs> that one, the second one. Uh, the, also, uh, on the topic of shrinkflation meets colorful hick theater, this from the Jimmy Dean sausage complaint line.
4: I don't know where you people come from. I don't know if you test your products. Your products are very delicious. love your sausage for 30-something years, but I can't take and feed a family of five on a little 12-ounce roll of sausage. I don't mind paying you more money for your 16-ounce roll of sausage, but you don't have it anymore. You've got a 12-ounce roll, and you've got three men that weigh over 200 pounds apiece, a woman that's a little plump, and a daughter who's 13, and you're going to try to take a 12-ounce roll of sausage and a couple of dozen eggs and feed that. It ain't going to work, and I'm not going to purchase your product anymore or ever again. And as far as your 16-ounce in maple and sage, I don't eat that. I'm not from the north. I'm a Texas man. Jimmy Dean sausage is for southern people to eat with the breakfast with the fried eggs and the T-bone steaks. And I'm not going to buy two of those 12-ounce packages just because you want to downsize and charge the same price.
0: Yeah, so, uh, first of all, that made me really hungry. That sounds delicious. (laughs) That is exactly what I was talking about last week. I think they psychologically made a mistake. They thought it was going to work, but it's pissing me off more. No, charge more. I get it. We all are aware of inflation, but this tiny little box that's like a paperback book of Rice Krispies is annoying and pissing me off. So i got to load like seven of them in my cart to have one box. You're glossing over the fact that this guy gets sausage with his steak and eggs. He's like a bear. I need wow. to call the Rice Krispie complaint line. That guy's right. You need to find the complaint line for whatever business you're unhappy with and call yes. and give them at least a minute-long speech that includes the weight of your wife. But wait.
3: <laughs> the plumpness or lack thereof of your bride. But wait. There's more.
4: hello 12-ounce damn roll of sauce is supposed to feed your brother and me and you, 600 pounds of men, at least, you get my point? And the two girls, and they put it in that roll of sausage. Son of a b. Somebody needs their a** kick. Some little consumer geekeroid, soft this s*** up. Save money, save money. Save money, yes, yeah, save money, save money. I'm going to eat, damn it.
3: <laughs> Some little <laughs> consumer geekeroid. <laughs>
0: Wow. Yeah, they, they, they thought that just making things slightly smaller and keeping the price the same. Well, well that might have worked, but it's absurd now. The size of a box of Rice Krispies is absurd. It's like a
3: comedy. What's yeah. the point of this? It's single serving, just stretched into a much longer package. <laughs> it's like those little boxes you used to take with right. you to school or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, that man takes a sausage seriously. <laughs> We got three men, each two hundred pounds plus a wife who's a little plump. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe just eat the twelve ounces worth of sausage. You all would drop a couple of pounds. I don't know. Right. I wanted to talk. Oh man, I've been bad lately. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> so uh, this was interesting. Uh, <laughs> I got laughed at at a restaurant
0: the other night because uh, when it was time to order, I said. I want the biggest steak you've got. And they people laughed at me for not Uh like choosing off the menu. (laughs) Just saying what is the biggest
3: thing you have? Just bulk. Yeah, exactly. I'm interested in your biggest meal. (laughs) Right. Wow. And they laughed. That's funny. That's (laughs) odd. Again, bear like. Fox News' website, foxnews.com, is uh, often informative. It's also clickbaity as hell. Uh, I thought this article was interesting in that it, I don't know if it was written by two people, but it, like, contradicts itself midway through. So they're talking about several elected Democrats have chosen to end their affiliation with the Democratic Party in recent weeks. All levels of government, local, state, and federal, and they give the examples, and it's interesting. Of course, Kirsten Cinema of Arizona uh, was the headline. She announced in an op ed for the Arizona Republic on Friday she's leaving the Democratic Party's registered as an independent. She and these other people cited increasingly partisan interests and radicalization of both political parties as the reason for their departure. Uh, this one, uh, state, uh, senator in particular I thought was eloquent talking about. I haven't left the, Dem- the Democratic Party. They left me. They're so far left and woke and the rest of it. It's unrecognizable. So he's leaving. Okay. Uh, so there's that. But a lot of Democratic strategists are, are, uh, clapping back, as they say, obnoxiously on the internet and, uh, claiming that the cinema, uh, in particular, her departure has nothing to do with the the parties exactly, but her own logic in winning the next election. Jessica Tarlov, a Democratic strategist, uh, said, "quote I don't think this has anything to do with retention issues. Cinema made a strategic decision to avoid a primary that she would have lost to Democratic Congressman Ruben Gallego. As an independent, she knows a three way race would be an automatic GOP victory." So she's keeping her assignments, caucusing with the Dems, voting with Biden 90-plus percent of the time. This isn't about a problem with Democrats. Now, Democrats have a hell of a lot of problems, and that whole progressive woke thing is 100% true. But I had not reckoned with that. And it's clearly true. She's going to run as an independent. If the Democratic Party mounts a serious challenge, it's an automatic win for Republicans. And so she's insulated herself from getting primaried from the left.
0: So how come Joe Manchin doesn't get primaried when only the Democrat? I don't know how their state works. In their primaries, can Republicans and Democrats vote? Or?
3: Uh, I don't actually know that. I, it's a very different situation in that uh, West Virginia is a ruby-red state. And True. anybody who primaried him from the left would get beaten like a drum. Yeah,
0: but people He's don't just, always make that calculation. If, if it's only Democrats choosing their candidate, you know, you, you regularly have more purists then you have people who want to win the general election. That's what just happened with a lot of the Trump candidates.
3: Right, yeah. I think that happens a lot of the time. I just think uh, West Virginia is so red, and the Democrats in West Virginia are traditional Democrats. They're agriculture, uh, you know, FDR-ish Democrats, not AOC Democrats. Um, and so I even, th- I think uh, West Virginia could be so conservative, even the Democratic Party there leans conservative Democrats. So... Um, so he can't get primaried from the left. The and I wonder whole- if the Chuck Schumers of the world think, you know, any serious opposition to Mansion, we lose that seat for the next 75 years. Oh,
0: yeah, I may never get it back again, sure.
3: Yeah. I so don't. anyway, I thought that was interesting about Kirsten Sinema. She is uh, independent and uh, her own woman, no doubt, uh, but uh, she also, that's a pretty brilliant calculation, if you ask me. Yeah.
0: So I uh I, if you listen to the show you know I'm not into soccer I I just I'm not interested in it and I'm not learning to become interested in it I don't I don't watch the World Cup soccer but
3: because of your racism
0: um I heard that Brazil had lost and it was a big deal in the World Cup and I read this and I thought this actually makes me wish I had watched it I thought this was pretty well written you since you actually understand soccer will like this Brazil has won the World Cup more than any other team, by the way. They're the only team that's been in every tournament, and they're the the, the superstars. For 45 minutes, then 90, and then 15 more, Brazil tried all the tools in its considerable arsenal. The toe pokes in the back heels, the sweetly bending curlers in the outside of the foot slices. As its frustrations mounted, its coach sent on new forwards, and his team pivoted to some of soccer's, soccer's darker arts. The dives and flops, the feigned outrage, the shirt pulls, the arms out appeals to the referees. None of it worked. Croatia had brought a vice to a gunfight, and for more than two hours, calmly and methodically squeezed the life and joy out of Brazil. oh, <laughs> oh my God, Murr. Oh my going God. all Joe Pesci on I know they brought a vice. Yikes. to a gunfight and over two hours squeezed the life and joy out of brazil
3: that's a little over the top well yeah and in brazil res- resorting to the dark arts the excruciatus curse or whatever <laughs>
1: exactly. With harry
3: potter on him. <laughs> exactly
0: toe pokes back healers sweetly bending curlers and outside of the foot slices oh that me excited
3: it. wow it's some poetic writing it's almost sensual
0: Oh, and You then could this. have
3: just said, and they ended up scoring less goals than the other team.
0: And then this, which I thought was interesting, if you're not into uh, soccer like I am, you got to realize how big it is. There have been 21 World Cup tournaments since it started. A total of 79 teams have competed, but only eight teams have ever won. And Brazil has won five times, so it's a few teams that are actually good enough to actually win the thing. It's the most prestigious sporting event in the world by a lot. The cumulative viewership of the last World Cup was estimated to be 27 billion people, cumulative, with the final match being watched by 715 million people. Here in the United States, we talk about the World Series and being the world champ of the NBA and the Super Bowl and billions of people around the planet could watch. But they aren't watching because they have no interest in the sport and they don't really play it anywhere. Whereas this sport, 715 million people watch the final match. That's amazing.
3: Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's I wish a- I had a little more time to watch it. But I I love soccer if I have a rooting interest. If I'm just watching two teams, some maybe sometimes I get like, you know, I really want them to win. Then it's interesting to me. But, you know, I was thinking of watching, uh, what was it, uh, Brazil and Croatia or Argentina yeah, yeah. and somebody else. I thought, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes a difference. Um, why is
0: Elon saying what he's saying on his own Twitter thing and making his life harder? Does he just like it? Does he in, like to invite controversy? or is he? He's a troll. Is he, yeah, is he like Trump or just he enjoys the chaos? He likes to say something, tweet something, and then sit back and watch people go nuts. I don't yep. know. Uh, that's some of it. But that and other stuff on the way
4: are
1: at Purdue edu,
3: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: Got a guy, yeah, a guy in, um, disabled guy in Canada who's had one doctor sign off on him being put to death. Euthanasia, they call it. And the reason he wants to die is uh, he's uh, more or less broke. He's in bad financial situations, so he wants to die. One doctor signed off of it. He's on it. He's trying to find another doctor who will sign the paperwork required so then they can give you the chemicals to kill you because you don't think your finances are in good shape. That's a relatively major change in the way we look at uh, life and death in the world.
3: Yeah, it's been interesting watching this and reading about this in Canada because the, the origin of it is people with horrifying dread diseases want to end it on their terms. And I think most of us are okay with that. I think a lot of us are, yeah. But then there's creep,
0: serious mission creep. Which is what the opponents of this sort of thing have always worried about. I'll read from the National Review. Death is increasingly seen as the answer to a variety of woes in Canada, with its euthanasia liberty, libertinism running truly amok, says the National Review. This includes veterans being offered euthanasia for PTSD and a nursing home patient lethally injected because she did not want to be isolated during COVID. There are also cases in which people asked to die because they can't access prompt medical care from Canada's socialized health care system and one in which death was offered to a disabled woman rather than a stairs chairlift. We can't get you the stairs chairlift, but we could put you to death. Oh, okay. I'll take that then. Wow. Wow. Now a disabled man wants to die because he's afraid of falling into poverty. One doctor has said yes, and he's trying to find another one. Says if the next doctor doesn't say yes, he'll continue to look. Um, This is allowed in uh, U.S. assisted suicide laws, too. In fact, many assisted suicides in the United States are facilitated by doctors who have not treated the patient and only met them briefly for the purpose of obtaining the lethal prescription.
3: These days, assisted suicide can even be obtained in a Zoom call. Boy, it reminds me of the activist doctors who do the transgender stuff with kids. Quick one-hour meeting. Here's your form.
0: If you got a doctor who, for whatever ideological reason, is really enthusiastic about the idea of getting being able to off themselves whenever they want, well, then you just got to find that doctor through a Zoom call to sign off for you. Or are you paying them? I mean, doctors work for a living, so then you got the conundrum of, I'm paying you for a signature saying I can go ahead and kill myself.
3: Right. Yeah. Uh, they mentioned in the dispatch that more than 10,000 Canadians uh, died that way last year, which is way, way up. So, among one of the most lax countries in the world, um, um, as a as a as a personal freedom guy, though,
0: um, and we we live longer and your quality of life there toward the end can be, you know, not that as enjoyable as it was a few years earlier or utterly horrific. Yeah, or yeah. OK, well, yeah, obviously it can be horrific, but it could also just be, you know, I ain't digging this. Mm-hmm. If somebody's not digging they're like I can't I can't go out and do the stuff I used to do. I can't go for walks. All my friends are gone. I'm not really digging this.
3: Do we want it to be against the law for them to check out? That's roughly speaking where an ethical vet will tell you maybe it's time to to put uh, Fluffy to sleep.
0: Oh, we always use this example. It's seen as just cruel beyond cruel to keep your dog with, you know, bad hips who can no longer walk alive for your enjoyment. So you like keeping them alive. What's their quality of life? We we see that as cruel,
3: but we, we flip it completely on its head with people for some reason. On the other hand, opponents of the law argue they diminish the lives of people with disabilities can create pressure on people to kill themselves. People with disabilities may decide to end their lives because of broader social factors such as loneliness, lack of access to quality social services, etc. And these concerns are not hypothetical. Roger Foley, who was hospitalized with a degenerative brain disorder in Ontario, recorded his conversation with the hospital director of ethics, in which the ethicist ethicist remind him that a stay at the hospital would cost north of $1,500 a day, and according to Foley, hospital staff raised the idea of assisted dying unprompted.
0: Wow, so they tell you, well, we got two things for you here. One, this sheet of paper will show you what it's going to cost. This sheet of paper shows you how easy it would be to end it all on Friday, and then you don't have to pay any of these costs.
3: We just thought you might be interested in these two sheets of paper, Canadian Sheila Elson, whose daughter had several medical conditions. This sheet of paper explains a timeshare we could get you.
2: Give me the death.
0: I'll take the death.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Quickly. Uh, This woman whose daughter had several medical conditions, including cerebral palsy, said a doctor brought up assisted suicide for her in front of the young woman and told Elson, that's the, uh, the woman, she was being selfish when she rejected the idea.
0: You know... It's a tough one. Uh, The personal freedom side of me absolutely thinks, "Geez, you're 90 years old. Uh, Your wife passed away. All your friends are gone. You can no longer do any of the things that you like doing." That person should be able to check out if they want.
3: For crying out, I'm okay with that.
0: On the other hand, um, you can can definitely see how it would slide, and there may be pressure, uh, social pressures to. You know, can't you picture a family years from now when this becomes kind of common? Yeah, dad, I mean, I know. Uh, this is but hear me out, dad. I mean, it this is costing the, the you know, the family, the estate uh, $15,000 a month to keep you here. I mean, that's a lot of money and the family could use that money, you know?
3: Oh, please, Uh, every dysfunctional family in America would have that conversation.
0: All of your friends, or functional at some point, all of your friends took the the correct way out of deciding at some point that it was too expensive. You know, your friend Bill did it, and Jimmy did it, and Martha did it, or whoever. I'm Martha. Um, uh, If it becomes kind of the norm, there would be some pressure to do it. And then, we're only using the example of the old. Why wouldn't it trickle downward to younger? You're 35 your wife left you. You know, your finances are ruined. I don't want to I don't want to live in this world anymore. Everything I'd planned is over.
3: And instead of getting help or whatever, uh, somebody sells you on the option of, hey, maybe you check out. What, what would be your argument? You know, you got a lot a lot of life left.
0: Things can turn around. Uh, obviously would be the argument, but I don't know. You could definitely see how it would slide that direction. Yeah. I mean, you got too many, yeah. There's a lot of traffic though. There's too many people anyway. So there's, there's different ways to look at this.
3: <laughs> the traffic aspect of it had escaped me completely. There is so much traffic. Maybe maybe we encourage suicide. That was Jack, folks, just so you know. Jack Armstrong. <laughs> God. Uh, well, you
0: know, uh, I guess Canada will be one of our laboratories of democracy. And we'll watch and see how it uh, slides in Canada. Or maybe it already has, if they're suggesting it to people who have PTSD.
3: And people with eating disorders. Maybe you should just die. Wow. Another example.
0: If you miss an hour of the show, we do four. Grab the podcast, Armstrong and Getty On Demand.
4: Armstrong and Getty.